0: We thought we'd we'd kick off this podcast. Well, I'm struggling to articulate because I'm just finding this all really harrowing doing further research on this. Nikita messaged me after I posted on Instagram a brief story about how I had... Um, four men at one time approached me in the street on my way to the gym and sexually harassed me. They were telling me that my ass looks amazing and that I look amazing and that I should come over to them. Um, hey baby, hey darling, all of this. And I changed my direction and I went to the shop because I didn't want to be alone, but they didn't stop. <laughs> um, and then I encountered three of the four men again as I you know, changed my direction, they, they came back into my path. And Nikita says, this is what we should talk about. Since then, um, was it since then? It was before then. Sabina, who is a Londoner, has been murdered in London. Um, Gabby Petito was something I saw on the news at the bank the other week and was enwrapped in. in. We wanted to just talk about this because it's something we're really passionate about. And obviously it's something we want to change the narrative of in the UK and in the US, like around the world the suppression of women and trans women and violence towards particularly women and people who are different (laughs) has got to stop. And again, I get concerned that we're kind of preaching to the choir if you're listening to our podcast, but I hope that, you know, if you are a, a female identifying person listening to this, that we are with you and we want to still have these conversations because it takes us speaking up to make the changes. Um so as we go through this podcast and just share stories and stats and things like that, um know that we're working on it too. Like we're figuring out how we should articulate our arguments and our beliefs around all of this. So yeah, that's my it's, two cents um, worth at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> it is it
1: is a heavy one. And I think dear listeners that um, there's just so much going on at the moment. Um, and and I don't just mean, obviously, you know, Pips has mentioned um, Sabina and Gabby. Um, there is also currently the murder of um, Terry Harris and her children um and her daughter's friend as well which is a result of um quote-unquote violent acts all murder is violent um so you don't really know where the media was going with that but I think that these are just just you know people have lost their lives people have been like robbed of their lives so it's not just mm. anything but these are three cases that we know of there is a hell of a lot more going on that doesn't make it to me um and it isn't you know it's it, there are so many different levels of violence against women or violence against people that identify as women um Pippa and I are both cisgendered um white women from uh, england from the western world so we could obviously only ever speak uh, from our perspective we do um what we can we, we certainly do try to incorporate um as much representation and inclusivity for you know, people that identify differently to us, but of course we can't always get it right. So we have tried like we have tried, we have done research and and it is harrowing. And um, you know, we were thinking about what we're going to talk about this week. And then as Pippa said, she posted um uh, about what had happened. I experienced something myself on Saturday night. And and unfortunately Whilst we're presented with these stories in the media, what it does is it actually starts conversations between you and your um, friends, between you and other um, female female identifying people in your life. Um, And it is harrowing, but it's very, very real and it is very much our reality. And what's angering is the um, response to what is happening not the response of people that are suffering not the response of people that have experienced this Mm. but the response of those that haven't um and the response of those that have a duty of care to stop this from happening but ultimately don't know what they're doing because they've never experienced it themselves um Dear listeners, I can imagine that there are a lot of you, um, given the sort of context and style of our podcast. I can imagine that a lot of you are female identifying um, people, listeners. um, And unfortunately, I know that you will be able to relate to a lot a lot of what Pippa and I are talking about and what Pippa and I have experienced ourselves, um, mm. which is, it's, it, it <laughs> breaks my heart, but actually it angers me more um, and because also, this shouldn't be a thing. It shouldn't be a thing. And also
0: we did an episode straight after Sarah Everard's murder. Do you remember? We did. We yeah. did an episode. Isn't it strange? Like we've been doing this podcast weekly for a while we've had a few breaks in between and recently we're dishing it out more fortnightly but like those are two big cases that there's two Mm -hmm. big cases well there's more than two at the moment but Sarah Everard's death prompted this massive frenzy from the public and the media this you know and again no disrespect to Sarah Everard and we touched on this but she was a white woman who was very attractive and very um in the eyes of the media, a, a princess who has been brutally murdered. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And therefore her story kicked this uproar and outcry. However, it, it does go on every day. And I've just read a, I've read a stat in The Independent. This article was written in March this year. It says that Jesse Phillips, the Labour's shadow minister for domestic violence, said that um, the reality is, is that, in brackets, Sarah Everard's crime is not a rare crime. Since last week, when Sarah first went missing, six women and a little girl have been reported as being killed at the hands of men. Where were those stories? I didn't know that. I don't even know their names. That never made it because Sarah Everard's death just became this this big thing. And similar to the BLM movement over COVID and and even um, Reclaim the Streets as a project. Like that, they've been going on for years, but some cases get more credit than others. And I think that's part of the issue here is that the media are manipulative on their narrative and we we miss out on a lot of these stories. And I think something that's opened our eyes to this as well, is like me being in Barbados, I'd only heard of the Gabby Petito case um rather than um what was the see, see i don't even know a thing about this case you said about a woman and her three children terry um
1: yeah terry harris yeah, so this actually was um a couple of weeks ago oh, it was right. on september the 19th mm-hmm. um uh, in killer um she'd been murdered in our own home um so i mean i i don't have a statistic in front of me but i know that the rate of um violence um is it's highly likely to occur in your own home um mm-hmm. which is it's terrifying um the the idea that you can't even be safe in your own home um from you know some people uh, so i've just got here globally almost one in three women have been subjected to intimate partner violence and um, at least once in their life at least once in their life most mm. women most violence against women is perpetrated by current or former husbands or intimate partners um more than 640 million women this is this is globally age 15 and older have been subjected to intimate partner violence so this is occurring in what should be their safe place what ultimately should be their their safe place and you know people are being assaulted they're being murdered they're being abused on many different levels um, and yeah. physical mental you know and it's it is It's angering that there are cases, that there are people, there are um, crimes occurring continuously, but there has to be a, I don't want to say, um, I don't want to to cause any offence to anyone or to disrespect anyone, because ultimately these cases have ended tragically. these cases are tragic whether it's ended mm. in death or or not it is a crime and it is it is tragic and it's heartbreaking and it is angering but it's almost like there has to be a quote unquote top case um it has to be the most sellable story almost and it's mm-hmm. angering because there are women there are children there are female identifying people who are suffering and we do not know their names because we don't know anything about mm. that case. Mm. Um, it's wrong. It's wrong that it is happening in the first case, but then it is wrong that the these crimes are almost being put on this scale of, right, what's more, uh, what will sell us more papers? will mm. make us more money. You're, you're a blonde white woman. You'll make us more money. mm mm-hmm you can be the quote-unquote cover image of of this wave of movement. Because you're right, these, you know, as we know with Black Lives Matter, um, Mm -hmm. people have been fighting for the end of violence against women for as long as there has been Mm -hmm. women. It is, I think, new. It is... unfortunately the things that we're asking for as well like they haven't changed it's not like oh we finally got the things we're asking for and now we've got a new set of demands we are only asking for only asking for you know Mm. we're asking to be safe we're asking to be able to walk down the street at night by ourselves and not fear we are asking to be able to sit in our own homes Mm. and not be killed like from the same article that I just
0: read that last stat, Nikita, it says that the vast majority of female victims, almost 80% are killed in their own home. It's crazy. Just like what you said.
1: It's, I mean, obviously here we're talking about murder because it's sparked by a murder case. Mm. Um, but Pippa, you mentioned sexual harassment. Like, you and I are both... Um, women we are female identifying people who mm-hmm. are in our 30s now as i've already mentioned dear listeners uh, we are white women who have been born and raised in england pippa now resides in barbados i'm still here in well i've now crossed the border into essex um and unfortunately sexual harassment is something that the both of us have experienced uh multiple times i've lost count if i'm completely honest with you i have lost count the amount of times i have experienced sexual harassment sexual um uh yeah sorry sexual harassment Um, and and these can the the
0: feeling and the fear and the intimidation you felt is still very present after those over some of those after some of those experiences right
1: 100 percent, of course and so I think it's... it's
0: easy for us to sorry it's for it to be like I've lost count and therefore it's and I'm, I'm not saying that this is you but I think it's easy for a male person or someone who maybe doesn't empathize with us too much to go oh well then it's kind of normal or even a woman who is experiencing it a lot going well that's just normal then isn't it no it isn't you shouldn't have to put up with it you should be able to stick up for yourself or leave the situation safely um so yeah I just wanted to highlight that because although it's kind of the norm and what we have to experience it isn't normal it shouldn't be normal and it is still something that triggers us and upsets us and stresses us out and intimidates us
1: living our daily lives as I'm sure it does for many of our listeners it is it it it's triggering and actually there's things that I now can't do I either can't do them or I certainly can't do them without thinking the worst or, all right, what is my, almost going into a situation planning your escape route, mm-hmm, just in case. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we, we've talked a lot about um, the walking home with your keys in your hand. Why should we, why, why do we have to carry... Essentially, a form of a weapon just to make it to our house. Why, um, why do we have to... to walk with our boyfriends?
0: This is in light of my recent events that have happened. Why do I have to walk with my boyfriend for you to not sexually harass me? Yeah. Why does there have to be another male present for you to shut up
1: and leave me alone? <laughs> it's, it's, so it's I crazy. just want to just want to break quickly to explain what sexual harassment is if there are any of you do listeners that are listening that are unclear of what um good idea the difference between sexual harassment and sexual assault is mm. so firstly sexual harassment is um, the making of unwelcome or inappropriate sexual remarks and, you know, nice ass, nice tits um, or any physical advances that are made in a social situation. Sexual assault is the act in which somebody sexually touches another person without that person's consent um, or coerces or physically forces a person to engage in a sexual act against their will. Um, so sexual, assent, uh, sexual assault Sorry, would be... Um, uh, groping someone um to touching them. someone inappropriately kissing them without their consent um, obviously we've got rape um, which could happen both vaginally alini- anally um, and orally um, Can I ask or it could be
0: yeah can I ask, um, with the sexual harassment you said in a social setting, that still mm-hmm. means you be—that simply means you with another person, right? That doesn't mean like in a pub, like if someone is harassing you, because you can. Um, so, like, again, let me know what you so think. I don't know if there's a right also, or wrong. But.
1: I do. You know what? I don't actually know. Mm. Um, I would say it's applicable to all situations in which you are with, um another person mm, that's what I think that
0: means because I've personally felt sexually harassed in my own home before by yeah. my partner um and I asked him to stop
1: <laughs> and yeah. he
0: got annoyed <laughs> of course he did so um yeah so I just want to clarify that because if you're thinking oh it has it means I have to be out with the girls and someone says something to me or I have to be at a shop or something I, I'm not necessarily sure that's entirely what it means And if it does mean that, you still have the right to ask someone not to objectify you in your own home if you're not comfortable with it, just saying.
1: Absolutely. And um, just to sort of further from that then, um, so five ways in which someone, in which you could tell someone's sexually harassing you. Mm. um, This is useful. They are displaying sexist behaviour. They are flirting with you or making verbal advances without your consent. Um they start using a form of bullying because of mm. their position. Mm. So it's that whole power position oh of power. Yeah. Um, it can happen online as well. Of course. Um <sighs> and the sharing of personal information that you do not want or need to know. All I'm gonna say, dear listeners unsolicited dick pics i don't want to see your penis Don't send me a picture of your penis it is sexual harassment i don't want it at what point do you ever think that that was going to be okay unsolicited pictures of your body parts yeah
0: any body
1: part yeah any body part i don't want to see your foot i don't want to see your elbow and i certainly do not want to see your penis Wow, I think it's so good to always come back
0: to that because even then, even I wasn't like, "Oh yeah, it can happen online," like, and it can. Yeah. And I've personally and this experienced is the thing. that as well. And I've only just realised that that's what it was.
1: Isn't that so yeah. interesting? Okay, so what I am going to say then, off of the back of what you've just said about mm. what it's interesting as to what that is, something that really clarified a lot for me, and actually, I recommend it to every single person if they have not watched it if you dear listeners have not watched the absolute genius that is Michaela Coles I May Destroy You stop what you are doing (laughs) immediately including listening to this podcast go and watch I May Destroy You and come back and continue listening because watching that taught me so much about what is classed as sexual harassment what is classed as sexual assault what is and what isn't okay and when I watched it I it was just before I turned 30 so as a 29 year old woman there are things that I learn about my own body about what is okay and what is not okay Mm. what is consent what is not consent and how that piece of genius how that crucial body of information was not awarded more was not Mm. um what's the word recommended more how that wasn't celebrated more as a like I said a, a body of information that has taught me and I know has taught a lot of um people that I know a lot uh, please go and watch that immediately because that really changed some things for me it actually harrowingly made me realize that I had been subject to what I wasn't even aware of, was sexual assault and I watched that and I thought and it was hard and it was heavy and There's now stuff that I'm working through because of that, but Mm. it wasn't until that point at 29 years old that I realised things that I had experienced in my early to mid-twenties were forms of sexual assault. Um, Unfortunately, it takes that retrospect,
0: and I I have exactly the same thing. I think back now to a few instances, and I'm like, oh, my God. I didn't realise at the time, but that was abuse in one way, shape or form, sexual harassment or Mm -hmm. non-consensual. And I think one thing I wanna leave our listeners with, not that we're leaving now, but one thing to think about if you are now thinking about these things or something has come up recently for you or triggered you or made you go, oh crap, that was actually harassment. Do not beat yourself up and think it is your fault. Do not blame yourself be kind to yourself and please, for the love of Jesus, seek professional help. Um, Speak to someone. There are charities out there that you can call, even the Samaritans, like find some way you can healthily discuss this with a a professional, um, just to help you not go down the garden path of blaming yourself and that, Thinking that you asked for it, because I think that is part of the problem um, with our criminal system and the whole system in general is that we we often keep quiet because we don't realise at the time. And by the time we do realise, we feel like somehow we are responsible. It is most likely not the case that you are. So please just seek professional help and be kind to yourself and not judge, can it speak then?
1: Non judgmental on yourself, please. Just off the back of that, Um, dear listeners the way that somebody treats you and this is not just applicable to the topic that we are currently talking about this is applicable to everything the way that someone treats you how they behave towards you what they do or say um that is directed at you has got nothing to do with you it is all on them. It is how they are as a person. It is how they choose to demonstrate their thoughts, their feelings. It is how they, um, or what they deem acceptable uh, forms of behaviour. Um, so please, and never. Blame yourself. This is mm. what really angers me about the current guidelines that are once again making their way around from the um I think it's coming from the Met Police, um, the advice that's going around to young women, um, about how they can stay safe, about how they should wear bright clothing, about <laughs> how they shouldn't be walking, it's with in, about how they should um what was the one that I read the other day? walk in the direction of oncoming traffic well what if that's not the way that I need to go to get home what if the driver is is a male
0: who wants to attack you like it doesn't matter what you're wearing
1: and also it angers me because there is this idea that we have to take responsibility for the man not or you know it, it might not necessarily be a man but nine times out of 10, we know who the perpetrator is. Um, But why is it our responsibility to not be raped? Why isn't it the perpetrator's responsibility to not rape? Why are you teaching me and telling me that I should be wearing bright clothing when in fact what you should be doing is you should be teaching and telling the perpetrators not to rape me because I am wearing black clothes? I also am incredibly angry at this idea that what we are doing is we are deflecting the crime onto someone else. Mm-hmm. It is almost as if there is this idea and there is this hope that just because I'm wearing the black bright clothing, then the rapist will go to the next girl who isn't. Why is that okay? Why it's mm-hmm. not? And it angers me that it is not a. It's not a, a quote unquote curing of this situation it is not solving the situation it is deflecting the problem onto someone else hopefully it won't be me this time it is not the way that you stop sexual harassment and sexual assaults occurring you need to teach the people who are committing these crimes before they've committed the crime so go into schools speak to your young men we know that it is predominantly men who commit them i'm obviously not disregarding the fact that some sexual crimes happen by non-male identifying people but what i'm saying is that the majority of the time they are so why are we not going in why are we not having these conversations with young men young boys why are we not teaching them how not to rape rather Mm. than teaching women how not to be raped it's not okay to um, try and fix something like that exactly and
0: unfortunately like I want to be like well it's up to the men to deal with it then but I think as uh, again like I said I don't want to feel like we're preaching to the choir but I think as we are the kind of women who know how prevalent this is and how wrong it is we have to be the front runners at the moment doing that legwork because we need to transform the way that people see this for now. So I think you just gave a really great case, Makita, about how we've still got to step up and be those women in, in certain environments to confront the issue if you feel safe to do so, but it is something that needs to be spoken about. And it's something that we need to meet head on as women, unfortunately, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's confronting people in position, men in position of power in the workplace who are being sexist or whatever like it won't change unless we confront these these issues so
1: it yeah. won't um, but but i do and obviously it's you know we we genuinely are preaching to the choir here as I've already identified um the majority or I'm assuming um I, I don't actually know um, mm-hmm. but I am assuming that the majority of you dear listeners are um women mm-hmm. I'm going to guesstimate around about the similar age um to which we are um we are 30 if you didn't already know um and and it is difficult but it's it's I don't feel like it is our responsibility to stop men raping women or to stop men sexually harassing women um but as you say Pippa we can very much call out this behavior we can have these discussions um you know we can we can and it's difficult because that's not how it should be but sometimes you you have to um something something has to happen and it's about um inspiring change I guess um mm. although how, you know if sometimes I I find it difficult to put into words which is really useful when you're trying to record a podcast episode <laughs> um Just with regards to, you know, we've already mentioned some stats. This is a survey that was done for UN Women UK. It was published in The Guardian in March of this year, 2021, and it was actually conducted by YouGov. Um, It Mm. was a poll of more than 1,000 women. Of those 1,000 women surveyed. 86% Uh, 86% of those between the ages of 18 and 24 um, have been sexually harassed in a public space. Um, so, obviously, in this instance, this doesn't include your home environment, at home environment, um, nor an online environment. Um, 3% of those didn't recall having ever been sexually harassed, but were those 3% of women? One hundred percent in the know about what sexual harassment is. We do not know. We can't guess about these things. Eleven um, percent of those women chose not to answer, which I find um, an incredibly high number of people who don't want to answer that question. There may be a number of reasons why that is, though. Seventy-one percent. So back to this uh, more than a thousand. Seventy-one percent of women of any age. Had experienced sexual harassment in public spaces. 71% of those women asked, 96% hadn't reported it, with 45% saying that it would not change anything. And this that is, is almost half of the people that are reporting being, um, sorry, that's almost half of the people that haven't reported this crime have said this because it wouldn't change anything
0: therein lies part of the issue isn't it and it's not and I'm not saying that it's our issue but I'm saying the fact that we feel that helpless is part of the problem the more we do start reporting it the more we and I know it's hard I have been there I've, I've sat on the phone with someone telling me that actually they didn't do anything though so what can they do about it These men were talking about raping me and other women on the train. Something needs to be done about it. And they wouldn't. They could. They couldn't. Oh well. We don't know who. We can't do anything. Did they actually do anything though? Did they touch you though? No, but they probably will because nothing's been done to nip this in the bud now. Yeah. So the more we report and kick up a fuss about it, uh, uh, the 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 more we can change that. I think and write to your MPs. See if there's a way we can you know, change this narrative and get more um, action taken on these people who are feeling it so, on these men who feel it is okay to talk to people like that because that is the first, you know, it's the first boundary, isn't it? I think it's really It, it really is. And I think, you know, if they think they can get away with talking to you like that, surely they think then that you can get, they can get away with slapping your ass. And then if they get away with that, surely they'll then think they can get away with slapping your face and then spiking your drink. Or like, and I, I know, I feel like it's, oh, again, I don't want to get too dark on it and everything and, and say like, we need to do more, but this is think, the way it grows and we need to nip it
1: in the bud as soon as we can. I'm just I trying I think for we how. as women can do um or something that i highly recommend that we as to know what i'm not even going to bring a gender into this Mm. what we as people should do should make ourselves aware of what Sexual assault is of what sexual harassment is. Mm. Um, going back to this um, this article that I've already quoted, where I just got my statistics from, um, it was said that uh, groping, following, and coercing into sexual activity was not considered serious enough to report to a body of authority question into sexual activity is a form of being raped wow. did you know that no dear listeners did you know that it's these things that we need to learn like I've already said you know it, it's not our it's not our job to not be raped <laughs> what what are we expected to do you know spend our entire life in our house wrapped in bubble wrap because even then it won't always keep us safe um what it is our job to do is it is our job to become knowledgeable yeah educate. unfortunately of what constitutes sexual assault sexual harassment and share that information with other female identifying people so that they are also aware. Um, And the men. (laughs) So that they know where the boundaries lay. So they don't You're so right.
0: You know, and I I think this is, you know, I've seen, I saw a thing on Instagram where, you know, a person um, said that I promise to teach my babies to love your babies. I love that little sentiment. I think it's so cute and everything, but in the way we can do that is to educate any gender um, trans, female identifying, male identifying, non-binary, whatnot, what these things are. If you have a clear understanding, you will know what is right and what is wrong. And mm-hmm. it, 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 yeah, the, the sooner men can understand that what you just said, what is it, what is it you, you said that coercing and... What is the word? Groping,
1: following, coercing and right. sexual activity is not serious enough to report.
0: The sooner that people realise that those things are still inappropriate and wrong and are serious enough to lead to other things or whatever, the the more that can be done about it. The more understanding there will be, the less likely these people will feel the need to do those to to female identifying people. Um, I think that
1: it's, you know, People who perpetrate perpetrate these crimes—is that the right word? These perpetrators of these crimes, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that makes sense. Um, (laughs) So people who commit these crimes, evidently, there is some thought process. There is some thing that is going on there that makes it them think that this is okay. So I don't know if us knowing this information will stop you know, will mm. make them less likely for, for them to do it because there is evidently an issue. But what it does is it allows us to be stronger in our presence of... yeah knowing I can't you know I'm, I'm not standing here going well if you know what constitutes as rape it means that you're not going to be raped because unfortunately there are horrible evil wicked people in the world and um, but what it does mean is it enables you to know what is serious what is considered because these crimes are not always perpetrated by a stranger mm-hmm. it could be someone that we know it, it, I think perhaps that's one of the worst cases is when it's someone that you know when it is your partner. Things like, did you know that the whole being woke up in the morning with sex is a form of rape? Because I didn't know that
0: until Mm. I watched
1: I May Destroy You because technically they have not gained your consent prior to um engaging in said activity you know it's 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 little things like that it's about knowing your rights and it is about fighting for your rights um going back to statistics because i'm aware that we have spoken predominantly about um women being that we are uh, cisgendered women um there is a hell of a lot more going on for um, trans women. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As reported by Gay Times in January of this year, 2021, 47% of trans people will encounter sexual violence or rape with black and Latino trans being 53% more likely to suffer. Mad, that? It's... unfortunately live in a world where our bodies are seen as public property our bodies are not our bodies in accordance to some people's mentality thought process belief and it is about saying a big f you to that thought process these are our bodies we dress them how we want we with them what we want we you know exercise our rights of, of having or not having um children it's what if it's to do with it's our lives. it is of course it is I mean we haven't even touched upon um the abortion laws that are being brought in all over the world um particularly at the moment stateside um that's certainly where a lot of um, media stories are coming from at the moment. Um, but it is this idea that we are having our right to control over our own body taken away from us. Um, you know, oh, don't wear that outfit. There was a conversation that I had on Saturday night. Um, I'd been out, um, I'd been. Performing, um, I wear particular kinds of clothing for for that particular show. Um, there was somebody who was there, wasn't part of the show, but had come to see the show. Was dressed in a particular way, um, but had brought a spare change of clothes with her to put on to get her Uber home because she quote unquote knew that she would be driven home by a man in the early hours of the morning and did not feel comfortable wearing the skirt that she had been wearing for that evening so I had bought a pair of trousers with her to put on because it would make her safer mad isn't it this was a conversation that i had with an 18 year old female 18 years old and is scared to get into an uber with a skirt on Mm. what kind of a lesson are we teaching our children or our younger generations or female identifying people of any age what kind of a lesson are we teaching them where we are saying you cannot wear that because if you do you may be raped you may be assaulted you may be harassed you may not make it home
0: the key thing is it makes you feel safer because it makes it harder from an anatomical perspective right it makes it harder to happen and it is absolute bullshit that we're still having to do this and I I touched about this last time but the idea of the whole like I'll be careful message me when you get home even that is almost not complicit but we're, we're, we're reaffirming that we need to do that and I know we have to and we 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 should right now I think it's good to know that other women have got our backs and that we care for each other but oh I just long for the day I don't have to say that to my daughter do you know what I mean not that I've got a kid yet or anything but yeah but I do know what I'm looking forward to if I have a boy one day I'm looking forward to educating them about what they can and cannot do to women I cannot I think that's the most important thing and so absolutely I, I think um Let's
1: stick together. <laughs> and do you know what? Just together. on that note of what is and what isn't okay to do with women, um, I'm going to hold my hands up and admit that I am, um, I am a fan of Love Island. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. However, I watched this most recent series over the past summer and I will not be watching Love Island again. Uh, Because the way that the male behaviour towards the female contestants was displayed, if you are going to put that behaviour on mainstream television, or if you're going to televise it at all, and you are going to have young males watching that, young males who aspire to be like these characters that are on these types of programmes, you know, these Instagram influences, these... Quote unquote celebrities, that that sort of lifestyle that is desired at the moment. You know, the watches, the cars, the women. If you are going to have those types of people displaying that behaviour, what is that teaching our younger generation? Not not just of men watching the men, but also of women watching or the girls watching the women. What are you teaching by selectively choosing to have that behaviour displayed? on television mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know in in all forms like that was just an example but there are other but programs it, that display that sort of behavior it's exactly what we were
0: saying at the beginning about the media they they, they create the narrative that we follow suit to oh, as a society do. and therefore if you're watching that and thinking it's okay you're going to You're going to be fine when this guy who's got a six-pack and a tan tells you and treats you like dirt because you think that's the way it should be. So I I think the the, the key takeaway from this is try not to fall... If you are young and you are new to all of this and you've not really thought about things this way, try not to fall into the trap that society's media and the narration you see on television, especially junk television like Love Island where it it teaches you bad boundaries bad habits and relationships bad unclear understandings of each other like try not to fall into that that trap and if you are someone who is a bit more mature like us now looking back on your life and realizing that actually oh maybe that was sexual harassment maybe that was non-consensual all these things speak to speak to people if you feel comfortable doing it to that now and see Mm -hmm. how we can let's see how we can collectively shift the narrative and change the laws and change the attitude that lawmakers and law enforcers have around sexual harassment and sexual assault, because it is changing. And I want us to remain optimistic that it is changing, but we have to collectively stick together because the minute we downplay something in our own bubble, it has repercussive effects. So, yeah, I think... (laughs) I don't want to I feel like it's been a bit of a Debbie down a podcast but also not like I really hope you feel optimistic after this and, and and I hope it does emblazon you to take action and see how you can educate and help the next generation of women and female identifying folks not have to deal with this crap basically yeah <laughs> does that Is make there? sense
1: <laughs> please just go and watch Michaela Cole's I May Destroy mm. You um like with this podcast it does come with a trigger warning and yeah. um, it is broken up into like, I'm not sure how many episodes but it means that you can sort of approach it little bit by little bit but please um watch it because it is incredible I wanted to also add a recommendation um one
0: of my absolute favorite writers slash comedians is a lady called Bridget Christie she's not particularly mainstream but she's been on the comedic circuit for oh my god probably like 15 years now she's absolutely fabulous she wrote a fantastic feminist book called A Bick For Her uh, sorry A Book For Her and she had a wonderful stand-up show that previewed at Edinburgh Fringe and then got her lots of fame in England um, called A Bick For Her and it's a fantastic comedy show and something like that is really worth watching with male partners or male Mm -hmm. friends, because it's a very lighthearted way to actually really talk and confront issues, which is what a lot of comedians actually do do with their artwork. It is an art form that often has something to say about society. So she's a really great person to look at too, if you're looking for ways to explore this and figure out how you feel about it and what it all actually means. Um, Yeah, get watching those things and reach out to us if you ever need a hand.
1: And if you have experienced something previously, um, you know, seek help. Seek help with um, talking to someone. Professional help. Um, seek help with reporting something. Go to your local police. Um, there are a lot of um, sexual assault, domestic abuse um, reporting. Um, Numbers oh my god I'm just losing yeah. the ability to speak and um, so please reach out and mm. and and speak to somebody um but yeah it's it's been a heavy one, but it's an important conversation that we have to have I have nothing else to add but most do you just that I love you and I've got your back I love you too and I've always got your back